Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers. In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit. On today's episode of The Midlife Mentors, we're talking breakfast, because it's a meal that often causes the most confusion with our clients. When to eat it, what to have, and what to avoid. We believe it's the most important meal of the day, and we've all heard the phrase, breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, dinner like a pauper. So we're going to break some myths and dive into some suggestions of what to eat and why for energy and happiness. Hi, I'm James Davis. And I'm Claire Davis. We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness. The balanced, no-nonsense way. Welcome to another episode of Midlife Mentors with me, James. And me, Claire. How are you? It's a bit of a sad day today, isn't it, when we're recording this? It is. Uh, obviously, we've got the sad news yesterday evening that Her Majesty the Queen passed away. Um, so, yeah, very, very sad. Uh, and it's raining today, which seems apt to. Yeah, it's um, all a bit befuddled over here, to be honest. Um, there's, We're going to try and make it out, because obviously we're in central London, so we're going to try and make it out to some of the ceremonies that are going on today to to mark her amazing life and um yeah it's just all in it obviously she was she was a ripe old age but you know she's been in all of our, our parents lives for for all this time so we've never known anything different and just oh. having a woman at the helm as well it's been it's been quite phenomenal she's been a constant for 70 years and uh as someone i spoke to actually ever in spain this morning said like you know it's the uk in 48 hours you've had a new prime minister and a new monarch Mm. so lots of changes lots and lots of changes and she saw in liz trust as well didn't she so yeah so anyway apart from that we're going to pick up the pace a little bit now because we are going to be talking to you today about Breakfasts. Oh, one of my favourite meals of the day. And actually, our little um, dog, Lola, just uh, her ears just perked up because she knows the word breakfast. She knows the word dinner as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're watching her now. Yes, Lola, we are talking about breakfast. Um, so yes, it is, it is actually my favourite meal of the day. It is, though we often have exactly the same thing every day, don't we? But I do like to mix it up at the weekends. I don't. I'm a real creature of habit, uh, slash I'm really boring. <laughs> but it is a vital meal. It's arguably the most important meal of the day, I well, would say. Well, they do say breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper. So that's mm. why, because um, our breakfast sets us up for the day and gives us energy. So we wanted to talk about this, because there's often quite a lot of confusion around breakfast. It's quite interesting, if we go back historically... 
Um, breakfast tended to be a meal that was taken um, from leftovers. So it tends to be like, uh, we think of it now, actually, in inverted commas, in quite bad terms. There's quite a lot of um, meat content, um, bread, stuff like that. But actually, we can track the obesity epidemic that we have now in the Western world to the introduction of breakfast cereals um, early in the, was it the early 20th century? Mm, yeah. Uh, and basically, the thinking behind this is the breakfast cereals are high in sugar, which spikes your insulin. And of course, what you first eat in the day sets your insulin bandwidth for the rest of the day. So if we're starting with high sugar food, um, that means that our insulin is going to have a bigger response, which means we're less efficient at processing our food for energy, it means we're more likely to become more insulin resistant and laid out excess energy as fat. And then the generations that came before us, like James was saying, they would have um, meat and bread and things like that. I suppose quite a higher fat content and a higher uh, carbohydrate content. But that's because um, they had more manual jobs, but also they needed more energy um, in the day for those manual jobs. And like James said, the obesity epidemic actually came around once we stopped eating so much like that and actually started introducing high sugar foods um, for breakfast. So, you know, we just want to, this actually came about, this podcast came about from a post that I put inside our Facebook community, our closed Facebook community. Um, if you haven't joined that yet, by the way, why not? <laughs> it's in the show notes. So the link's always in the show notes. Um, so join that Facebook community. It's growing by hundreds of people um, every week, which is just lovely and phenomenal. And it was a post I put in there just saying, what do you have for breakfast? And we had so much uh, variety come back. And, and I'm not saying any of it's wrong, but actually we just, I kind of put that post out there to see if we could offer any advice. And actually I then did a video after that and the advice that we gave was really, really well received. So we thought, why not do a podcast on it? Yeah, it is amazing because I think um, breakfast is a meal that befuddles people and that's due to societal pressures as well. It's often a meal that we grab on the run. You know, mm. we get up, we're rushing out the door to take the kids to school or go to work and it tends to be uh, a slice of toast, which is generally like really processed bread or um, a bowl of cereal high in sugar mm. or, you know, maybe even, <laughs> I did actually see last week, I've got to laugh, there was, there was a guy in our gym and he was walking on the treadmill while he had his coffee, right? That's nothing wrong with that. He was eating a chocolate croissant while he was walking on the treadmill. So it's just um, a wow for me. It's just, it's just a wow. That is a, an absolute wow. I mean, a chocolate croissant is a good treat every now and again, but it's <laughs> not, not an ideal thing to start your day with, and probably not while you're walking on the treadmill. <laughs> but these are things we do. We try to grab grab stuff that's fast and convenient. Of course, you know, through the eighties and nineties, we had um, increasingly sugary cereals, particularly bad for kids. You know. Um, you got your your different kind of cocoa pox, uh, frosted rice krispies, frosted Captain Crunchy Crunch, nut, Crunchy nut Crunchy, corn They flakes. were my favourite. Uh, the old pop tarts came along. Oh, pop tarts! I know. And also, what also was introduced in the I used to love a pop tart. Kind, kind of like nineties. Obviously, was the nineties. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you're saying it, looking me like looking at me like that. You're such a child. Um, and anyway, yes, I would when I first started work, I would just have a latte. And it was that introduction of things like Starbucks and uh, Costa Coffee and things like that with their sugary sugary syrups and things. So I would have a, listen to this, I would have a sugar-free hazelnut soya wet latte. I mean, uh, without the froth on top as well. So it was, yeah, I, that was my breakfast. And then when I read some of the comments um, under that post that we did, that I did recently inside our group, some people were saying that that's what they have, like a coffee for, for breakfast. And I was like, mm -hmm. I know how that feels so much. Because obviously then, 
I'm spiking my insulin. If you're having a sugary coffee, you're uh, spiking your insulin response, then it's coming down again. Then by lunch, you're kind of what we call hangry, which is hungry and angry because you're, again, your sugar levels aren't stabilized and then you uh, tend to overeat. So there's so much research. One of our first points is do make sure you're having it because there is so much research out there that now looks has looked at people's behavior, people that do eat breakfast, people that don't. The people that don't eat breakfast mm. um, typically ends up eating more calories for the rest of the day yep. than those that do have breakfast. Yeah, exactly that. Um, I, I, while we're on that, related to it, is like people often ask, like, what, what kind of window should I leave um, overnight with fasting before eating breakfast? Um, and that is, uh, the general consensus is around 14 hours. Why is that? Because our gut biomes work on their own circadian rhythm of around 14 hours. So for kind of mood and your neurotransmitter health, if you'd like, it's a 14-hour window for your gut biomes. If you're looking to manage your body fat, your weight down, then then 14 hours is good. But obviously, it doesn't work for everyone all the time. So just try and make it as long as you can. But bear in mind, you know, if like Claire said, if you're having a sugary drink, and then you're thinking, oh, I'm still fasting. I'll have my, I'll have my breakfast later. You're not because the sugary drink is, yes. is creating the insulin effect and breaking your fast. Please be very aware that you're not in a fast if you have any milk in your coffee or tea. If you have a sugary syrup in your coffee. Um, because actually you can have, we get asked this a lot, you can have uh, water, obviously, uh, black tea or black coffee, but as soon as you put anything in it, it starts the um, digestive system, so then you're not fasted anymore. And one of the things we would say, you know, it isn't always possible for you to do a 14-hour fast. If you can do a 12-hour fast, that's great, but you can also hack it, as we've done on, uh, talked about on other podcasts, we can hack that by doing um, fasted hit so you're kind of going through those glycogen reserves tapping into body fat um if you can't do a 14 hour fast but yeah as claire said absolutely do not miss breakfast i mean like having it later is not missing it having your breakfast at like nine or ten isn't missing it missing it is like the first meal of the day is going to be lunch at one o'clock or something it actually starts put your body into a bit of a stress response raise your cortisol which is going to encourage you to hold on to fat as well so you're working against what you're trying to achieve yeah if you're training if you're training and you're fasting for 16 to 18 hours it's even worse you're putting your central nervous system under so much stress and then actually negating what you're you might be wanting to do which is to lose belly fat because cortisol raises and raise cortisol actually makes you hold on to belly fat so be careful on that yeah this is really about planning right because i think um for a lot of people breakfast is quite an unconscious meal because we're that kind of like the alarm's gone off with throwing up hers on we're like running out of the house we'll just grab whatever but just start thinking about it more so have breakfast um, make sure it's not just coffee. Obviously, if you're if you're fasting and it's a, a black coffee only, then that's cool until you do come to eat. But uh, you know, later on, a, a latte or a sugar coffee is not going to sustain you. And make sure you're eating enough, right? Like Claire can said there, your breakfast should be like your primary meal of the day. We want to front load our calories in the day, so. It can be difficult to eat a lot when we're first woken up, but we certainly don't want to be going for like a mini, mini breakfast. Try and get a decent amount of calories in there and a decent amount of like of all your macros, your carbohydrates, your proteins and fat. So you're sustained through the morning. Often when we have these light breakfasts, that's why then we're reaching for biscuits or popping out for that croissant at 11 o'clock because, mm. you know, oh, it's not lunchtime yet, but I'm really hungry. And we haven't got stabilised blood sugar. And the, another thing I would say is, like James said, make sure you have got a good blend of protein, carbs and good fat. Um, we are going to give some like meal suggestions in a second. But also, do be careful. Another thing that came under this post was, um, or I, that I noticed was a lot of people were having a lot of bread. Mm. So they were either having bread and jam 
And I was like, my goodness, that's bread like, and jam. Like, that's a like high a sugar sandwich. I know it's a high bread. Most bread is like very high GI. Most of the bread that we're eating is high GI, so it's got a lot of sugar in it, which means it's going to release its sugars into your blood system very fast and spike your insulin. So that with sugar jam, basically, you are going to literally be as I would say if I had that for breakfast, I'd be as high as a kite and then come smacking back down again, literally within about an hour. And then you just constantly want to crave more sugar, crave more sugar, because that's what sugar does. It is highly addictive. So once you've had a bit, especially in the morning, you're going to want to have more and more throughout the day. The best bread is sourdough. Um, And this is the the bread that James and I do eat occasionally. You know, sourdough has less sugar content in it. Mm. Do make sure, again, it's good quality sourdough. If you're eating bread, make sure it's good quality because, again, the stuff that just sits on the shelf is sitting on the shelf for a reason. Yeah, exactly that. Um, The other types of bread that are also good are alternative grains, so not your wheat-based. So things like spelt bread is good. Mm. It's it's got a slower slower, um, rate of, of sugar release. So stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we want to try and move away from, from the bread, toast and cereals for, for breakfast. Um, so yeah, what are some good things we could be eating? Well, one of them is eggs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> eggs. So um, one of the things that I absolutely say, eggs are a superfood. Again, they've got a bad rap with cholesterol and everything, but they are a superfood. They contain all our amino acids, but they are high in fat. So if you're having, again, a lot of people saying, oh, I have eggs every morning, a couple of eggs every morning. (sighs) To a degree, that's okay. But again, if fat loss is your goal, do be careful on that because they are high in fat. So if you're having a couple of eggs at at breakfast, then maybe uh, a few eggs at lunchtime throughout the week, that's going to stack up. So it might be stalling your progress. And we found this with lots of clients as well. So just be careful. And if you want to bulk out um, eggs, you can always get um, egg whites. You can either just take it from the egg or you can actually get um, some good quality egg whites in the supermarket now. So if you want to bulk it out without having the egg yolk, because it's the egg yolk that contains all the fat, all the goodness as well, to be honest, but all the fat. So just be careful on, on eggs, but they are a good thing to have for breakfast. Yeah. Another thing that's nice for breakfast is the, uh, the avocado, the, the old, old green gold. But... Again, caution with these, right? They are very nutritionally dense, meaning that they pack in a lot of calories, a lot of saturated fat in quite a small amount of, of volume. Mm. So we wanna we wanna limit our avocado intake to kind of like twice twice a week maximum because mm. they are so nutritionally dense. Yeah, I would say a, a couple of avocados a week maximum. But again, when we when we speak to clients, we try and say like have a quarter. So have a quarter with your meal and then just make sure that you're not having more than two. I would, I would say just be careful on even more than two, yeah. to be honest. It looks very, very nice, doesn't it? The old mashed avocado. Carefully, if you're in a restaurant, you get the mashed avocado on toast. You've got no idea, like, is that one avocado, two that's gone on there? So. What's in it? Is there any mayonnaise and yeah. stuff like that that they've made it with? Um, and then also, on another breakfast suggestion, one of the things that we say, so we, we give um, all of our clients and everyone in our community... Um, our power shake, our breakfast power shake recipe, right? So before we go on, because we're going to talk about protein powders now, we basically have um, oats, which are slow releasing. They're lower GI, they're slow releasing, but they give you your carbs for the morning for your energy because carbs are our primary energy source. So we need those um, in the morning. Um, And then we'll have things like some berries, which are really good for antioxidants. Um, again, that kind of fruit is lower GI and actually helps as uh, there's some research that help, says that it helps to stabilize our blood sugar levels as well as the oats. So some berries in there, um, some protein powder, which we're going to talk about in a second, as well as a tiny little bit of um, peanut butter. 
and some water. So we don't put any milk with it at all. We just put water with it. And you might think that that doesn't taste very nice, but it tastes oh, delicious. It's, delicious. it's amazing. amazing. And there's some linseeds and things like that. And convenient because it's portable. You can just have the container and take it with you and then and then sip it at your leisure. But I don't uh, know what you want, if you want to explain why we have that because it's got the, got the good fats, the good carbs and the good protein. Yeah, it's a mix of everything. So you want, you want to have a balance in your breakfast of, of the carbohydrates, the fats, healthy fats and the protein. Why is that? We want to load our carbohydrates early in the day because all the research says, you know, if we eat carbohydrates late in the day we'll put on more weight than if we eat them earlier so this isn't about going low carb this is about you know just having your carbs earlier in the day healthy fats and protein will trigger the hormone leptin which gives the body the i'm full signal so you're less likely to get those hunger cravings also combining like the, the higher gi like the berries with with medium gi like oats with the protein and fats actually slows the release of the sugars into the body as well so again you know it helps moderate your insulin response so it's great to set you up people find they have this shake and then they just don't get hungry again until it is actually lunchtime which is, is why it's so good and it's a, just a great mix of nutrients it's my favorite meal of the day even at the weekends we have all of our clients like pictures of them at the weekends in our group still having the protein shake um and on protein on protein powder um again there's lots and lots of protein um powders out on the market i'm going to boldly say all the protein shakes that come with the m not all of them a lot of them that come with the multi-level marketing ones like arbon and isogenics they are higher in sugar than other protein powders they are. i would avoid those go and way more expensive <laughs> and way more expensive so i would go for things like um, my protein are the ones we get but they do nice they do good vegan blends mm-hmm. Um, at bulk powders bulk as well. Powders, good range. Yeah, and that they've got two grams of sugar per around two grams of sugar per hundred. Depending grams, on the flavour you go for. Depending on the flavour that you go for, but try if you can get anything below about four grams per hundred grams of sugar, you're doing well with that protein powder. So just really have a look at the um, at the ingredients. Make sure that it's low sugar. Yeah, do check the label. You get that carbohydrates of which sugars. I mean, if you're looking at 14 or above or even 12 or above in a protein powder, just, just forget it. You don't need that sugar in there. It's absolutely unnecessary, completely unnecessary. Um, another great way to start the day is, of course, yogurt, but specifically like a low-fat, low-sugar. Now, we'll remember when low-fat was all, all du jour in the 80s, right? Uh, <laughs> it was a thing. Um and this was like from flawed research, American Heart Foundation. The trouble is when you take the fat out of something, you take a lot of the flavor out. So when you actually look at low fat products, a lot of them are actually much higher in sugar than the same product that's, that's the standard yeah. fat level. So again, when you're shopping, do check. If you've got the, the standard yogurt and the low fat, just check that the low fat hasn't had its sugar bumped up. So there are brands that are good on this. So the old the old thick Greek yogurt, um, the, the, like I said, it's right, faggy one That's is right, always F-A-G-E. good. And you can get that in um, a zero, a two or a five percent version. Um, so the two and the zero are really good. They're what we tend to get. Because remember, we do want a little bit of, of fat in our diet. But um, also, like, lots of supermarkets have their own versions of Greek yogurt as well. But just make sure you check that sugar content. And also, talking about the protein powder, if you don't want our shake, um, then you can actually add protein. Because like James said, protein triggers leptin, so it's going to keep you feeling fuller for longer. So if you're just having, um, like, a yogurt-based breakfast with some berries in it or some fruit in it and and a bit of granola we'll talk about that in a second but granola in it you're not really getting as much protein as you possibly could in there even with some nuts and seeds so what we encourage our clients to do if they're not having our protein shake is to have like half a scoop of protein 
powder on top of their yogurt, mix it all in, and then they're getting extra protein here. Yeah, also it makes a great snack during the day. If you get hungry, like during the mid-afternoon, this is a great way. It's kind of a lower calorie, high protein. So again, we'll trigger that leptin, give you the I'm full feeling. And we've already talked about not avoiding carbs. Again, like oats are really, really great. Um, but also granola. This is where we see people huh. come a cropper all the time. So like, most oh, granola is absolutely loaded with sugar, right? And most of it really is. And it's only been in recent years that there are some great brands out there on the market that have the old, actually... The old country crisp with the, oh, with the dried strawberries in it and stuff me. like that. That isn't what I was the about to say. The honey and nut one. They're all the terrible ones. flake ones. They're all the terrible <laughs> ones. But um, things like Lizzie's low-fat, um, low low-sugar granola. So that's Lizzie's, um, wherever you're listening to in the world. Um, I know that when we get that in the UK, mm-hmm. but that's actually a good granola, not full of lots of sugar and nasties and things. So M&S it, also have a good low-sugar one. M&S have a lovely one. So if you want to add that to your yoghurt, Again, that's fine, but please just remember about quantities, okay? So another thing I would say about breakfast is we are saying have have enough of it, but also it's about creating balance, right? Sometimes we'll see clients, um, God bless them, you know, they'll be saying that they're eating a healthy breakfast, but it's huge. So to just be careful, we always use pe- um, give people um, a hand portion size guide to make sure that their portion size is correct. But again, on the granola, just... Just make sure that you're not having too much of it. Yeah, so let's talk about um, the final one, fruit. So this is an interesting one. Oh, a lot, a lot about we had fruit. a client recently was just like, you know, it's just every day starting the day with a bowl of fruit. And I'm like, oh, look, listen, fruit does have micronutrients. We need like, you know, vitamins and minerals. It's a great source of fiber, but fruit is high in naturally occurring sugars, fructose. So bearing what in mind said about insulin, this is not the way you want to be starting the day, just with a bowl of fruit. And nothing um, else. <laughs> you know, so, sometimes when you go to hotels, you get the buffet, you get the old um, fruit salad out of, a, out of a tin. That's even worse, right? It's in a syrup. Um, because, because of all these reasons, it's not, it's not going to help you get to your goals. One particular culprit is the banana. So people always like, bananas have this very healthy image. And again, you know, they're not, they're not bad. But bananas today have way, way more sugar in than the bananas of 20 years ago. We've bred them to be selectively sweeter, which means they have a higher sugar content than they used to. So I always advise clients to be eating no more than a quarter to a half of banana at most and not regularly. Mm. Like a whole banana is going to pack in like 20, 30 grams of sugar sometimes, yeah. uh, which is a lot. Stick with berries, people, stick with berries. So actually, just you just reminded me about going into a hotel, right? So actually, that's a good... I just want to give some examples of what we would normally eat when we go into a hotel for breakfast. So actually... Caviar? Yeah, James, <laughs> champagne. James was just saying about the fruit that you see in all the syrups and stuff. Just avoid those like the plague. Um, you, again, this is a reconditioning of your mind. Oh, it's fruit. It's obviously going to be healthy. No, because it's full of sugar. So actually, something that James and I would go for is a couple of eggs. Mm-hmm. Make sh- be careful on scrambled egg because again in hotels they'll put lots of cream and butter and stuff like that in it so we'd get um, poached eggs if we can Um, and if there is sourdough bread they're great I would probably um, avoid all the kind of white bread and all that sort of stuff because I know it's going to spike my insulin so I'll probably have eggs um, and some lean bacon or ham if it's there and actually if there aren't any helpful carbs like oats and things I would probably just avoid that altogether but I'm certainly not going to have a massive slice of white bread no or I you know, go for the cooked option because sometimes you know going going for if you can see some like lean bacon there to go yeah. with your eggs that can be better than filling up with the cereals and things yeah absolutely so just um just is a re-education of that whole cereal and muesli and all that sort of stuff actually what you're wanting to do is eat things like eggs and ham or fish for breakfast 
um, at a buffet like that because it's going to trigger the leptin, which is your iron 4 hormone, and keep you feeling fuller for longer. You just want to avoid all that sugary stuff. So there we are. We hope that is helpful. Um, if you go to, if you haven't joined our Midlife Mentors community yet, you're going to find so much like extra info in there. So do join. There's link is in the show notes. Do join, and also our recipe for our power smoothie is in there. And we just also want to tell you that we have our four-day, our phenomenal... So excited about this. ...four-day mini course starting again on the 19th of September, Monday the 19th of September. Um, This has got incredible um, results and a wonderful response from the two other times we've run this already. Like, it's it's life-changing. I don't say that lightly. We say that with confidence because the amount of people that have written to us and shown us the results that they've got just from coming on this free four-day mini course and it's all around optimizing hormone health and hacking our metabolism so it's perfect for us people 40s 50s and beyond um, to really get an understanding of what's going on with our body and start learning strategies lifestyle strategies that are going to make a massive difference to our body our mind and our soul like anxiety Mm. you know weight gain all these things that start becoming such a challenge at this time of life Um, yeah and we we can't wait to do this one again we've got loads of people already signed up to it yeah link will be in the show notes so do sign up it's going to be running live um listen it's going to be early in the morning 7 30 but they're short but don't worry the videos stay there all day so i've had people going oh i won't make that it doesn't matter don't matter the videos will stay there all day the lessons stay there all day we're going to send out materials to you as well via email yeah make sure you sign up you'll learn loads like claire said clients have got amazing results just off the back of these four days and we're so excited to be running it again (laughs) anyway we are sending you so so much love and thanks for being here Bye. bye You've been listening to The Midlife Mentors with Claire and James Davis. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line at info at themidlifementors.com with any questions or topic suggestions. And make sure you join us on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. You can find us under The Midlife Mentors. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and don't forget to take the Midlife Reset Audit now to receive personalised insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.